Coming up on NBL Today, we break down everything that happened last night in the beginning of the play-in series. The Jack Jumpers through to the semi-final. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix campaign is over. What does this mean for the Perth Wildcats? Their confidence is sky high right now. And did we see a few chinks in the Cairns Taipan's armour? Bits to talk about this morning on NBL Today. Great to be with you for Friday's edition of NBL Today. Jack Heverin alongside Adam Gibson. I'm not sure that we're going to pile all of this in this morning, Gibbo. There is so much to talk about from the two games last night. I think it's fair to say that the play-in series started with a bang. Well, absolutely. A lot of teams at the start of the season weren't that happy about it. They weren't that keen on it. We're seeing the end of regular season to the last game, the last shot decided who made the, the final six. And two games last night shows that it's up for, up for grace for anyone. Let's start with the Jack Jumpers. 25-16, to 16, they outscored the Taipans in the first quarter and had a margin pretty much for the remainder of the game after that. I'd imagine Scott Roth would have been delighted with the way that they got the game on their terms from the start. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously there was a lot of talk about Josh Majette being injured, but I think that shows with Tassie that they don't rely on one person. They've got multiple players that can step up and they play team basketball. And you're right, they, they come out from the start. And I think with both games we talk about, defense is going to win your championship. And Cairns could not hit a shot. They had some good looks. Maybe there were some nerves but they, they couldn't make a shot. And, and Jack Jumpers, they were just like a well-oiled, well-oiled machine. Milton Doyle, fantastic. 25 points. Rashad Kelly, a double-double that I think might have been a little bit underrated in the scheme of that game. But one of the big talking points was the flapping mullet of Isaac White. He took his opportunity in a big, big way without Majette. Well, absolutely. And he's been ready and he stays ready and he, he puts a work in. And you guys talked about it on, on the commentary on the broadcast, but... He's a scorer. He plays hard and he's bought into the Jack Jumper system as well. He got an opportunity and to put up what, what do you have, 18 points or whatever, he was all over the floor. And again, this just shows that the culture and style that the Jack Jumpers play. If someone's on, they go back to that play. And they, 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 everyone was so happy for him. That was the best part for me. Mm. All their bench were, were up and about. And it doesn't matter who who's that guy. They, they just buy into that system. What about the Taipans, Gibbo? Were they a little bit nervy? Early on, did you see a few concerning signs? Yeah, I mean, potentially. They just couldn't make shots. And that's their, their style is to to run and gun. And they had some great looks from outside, but they just went they weren't dropping. And, you know, I, I think they needed a bit more of a presence on the inside. Obviously, not having Keanu Pinder there, that would have helped to be able to throw the ball into the post sometimes. But they legit just could not hit shots. And you're not going to win a game if you can't do that. So will they be glad to get the first one out of the way? Because I guess we... We shouldn't forget with this Cairns group, it's a new group. They didn't play finals last year and didn't play finals the season before. They'll be back on their home floor on Sunday. Will they be better for the run last night? Yeah, they'll be better for sure, but they've also got a beast coming into town on Sunday that, that are well ought. I think with Jack Jumpers and Perth both winning, it shows that playoff basketball, it's just a different style of game. Um, they've, Tassie's been there before. They did it all last year. They got to a grand final series with the same kind of group of guys. So they've been there. They know what to, what to expect, and they come out and showed it last night. Speaking of that well-oiled machine, it starts with the number one man behind the wheel, Bryce Cotton, who had 18 points in the fourth quarter to help the Wildcats engineer a 106-99 victory over the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Let's start with Bryce. He was in a bit of a shooting funk in the first half and we we're all starting to question it and, gee, what's going on? But you cannot keep a good man down. Yeah, he was. He had a, he had a very rough first half and even third quarter. And for me, he just kind of looked fatigued and you, know, you wonder whether the, the last 
kind of six rounds of the season. Yeah. He got burnt out. Like he had to play big minutes for them to even get to that position. So he looked fatigued and, and he looked tired. But the end of the third quarter, he hit a shot, he hit another shot. And I was sitting there watching. I was like, I was nervous. I was like, he's on here. And then obviously the last quarter, he showed why he's the best player in the league. It's interesting with the Wildcats that we, we know that they've got some deficiencies at the defensive end. And I don't even think they've hidden away from that in the second half of the season. They put 41 on the board in the fourth quarter. 41. Yeah, well, the Phoenix crumbled. But the thing I love most about this is it's like Christmas, Jack. It's like you get a new shiny toy and everyone wants to play with their new toy, right? Then eventually you go back to your old toy that works. Mitch Norton for me was incredible. He hasn't played at all in the last month. Barely, you know, five minutes here and there. They needed stops. They got stops, and defense led the great offense. So Mitch Norton pretty much played the whole last quarter. John really put him in and went back to what he knows that works, and that's defense. If they're going to win it, it's, it's on the defensive end that they, they have to improve, and that's Mitch Norton. He come on. He, he suffocated the, the, the guards for the Phoenix. Phoenix couldn't get good shots off, and yep. now the other end, offense, is, it's so much easier. What did you think of the decision by John really to sit the Webster brothers back end of the game? It, in commentary, Andrew Gaze observed that perhaps he was worried that Bryce wasn't getting enough touches. So the easiest way to fix that was to bring Mitch Norton on and sit the Webster brothers. Well, I loved it. I love the Webster brothers. They are hell of like unbelievable players, no question about it. They went back to old style Perth where you have Bryce Cotton with four defenders and you know where the ball is going. And for Bryce, that's how he's been so successful his last however many years he's been here is because they know where the ball is going. The other guys like Mitch Norton know what their role is. Travis, same thing. They, they play the defensive end. They lock in. And, and when you know where the shots are coming from on the offensive end, things just run so much smoother. So I love the call. Like, no doubt, Corey and Ty are the reason, part of the reason why they got to that position. But mm. Clunch time, you want your main man with the ball and you know that he's going to get it. And I love the move by really. Shout out to Brady Manick as well. He's outside shooting six made threes. He, he set the game up for Perth in the first half. So are they dangerous now? This is the thing. We'll talk, talk about Sunday in a moment. Have you seen enough from Perth to think that they could be the sleeping giant of this playoff series? Oh, absolutely. Now that they've got that defensive end sorted, now that Mitch Norton's actually playing some minutes, He'll, he'll terrorize some guards, he'll cans, he'll get into Scott, no doubt. And all it takes is one win to get your confidence up. And, and they already had confidence, but now they've got this extra piece that they can work from. It's not just scoring points, it's the defensive end as well. I'd be very nervous if I was a Taipans. What about the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, Gibbo? I know it's close to your heart, but gee, that's, that's one that they're going to think about for a long time to come, I reckon. Well, all off-season, no doubt. And there'll be there'll be some questions, decisions made, no doubt, around that. I, I would like them to keep a very similar team. Now, I know it's not possible to keep all 11 players that you've had, but the reason why the Perth Wildcats over the years have been so success, successful is they keep their core group of players around. They don't chop and change and sub and swap people out. So big Alan Williams is re-signed. I think Creek is signed again. Keep the majority of your team here and give them another crack at it. But that is a... That'll hurt for a long time. Definitely, they, they should not have lost that game. Mm. Yeah, they're going to rue that one. They're not going to want to watch the review of it either, I don't think. So let's look ahead to Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, Eastern Daylight Savings Time, I should say. Check your local guides. Cairns hosting the Perth Wildcats. What happens? Oh, Every time I predict something, I've got it wrong. <laughs> but 
Now the cans, they'll be like they won't shoot like that again. I don't think on their home floor they'll they'll knock down shots and make it a lot tougher. Obviously, you know Perth have to travel up there, so the, the Taipans have that advantage. It's going to be a great game, but I kind of feel like Perth are, are going to roll from this. So hopefully Cotton's not too fatigued and the guys aren't too too fatigued from the the games and travel. But I'm kind of leaning towards the Wildcats. Coming up straight after that, the New Zealand Breakers, who have been sitting back and watching and taking it all in. It looks like, according to the Breakers' social media, it might be one of the biggest crowds ever at Spark Arena on Sunday afternoon. Six o'clock New Zealand time, four o'clock Eastern Daylight Savings time. Jack Jumpers will come in full of confidence, but the Breakers on their home floor is a whole different challenge. Well, absolutely. And everyone's back on the Breakers bandwagon as they post on their social medias. Oh, I love it. The Breakers are back. I think I think they're going to have too much talent. Their guard play, um, the way they move the ball, the way that they defend, they've got targets inside. I think what Cairns didn't have last night, Breakers do have. They've got post players that can demand the ball, they can score inside, which then opens up the floor for their shooters like Ken Glidden on the outside. So you expect the Breakers to take care of game one on their home floor. It's going to be a very, very interesting day on Sunday. Gibbo, thank you very much, and we'll hit you across the weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for being with us on NBL today. We'll break it all down on Monday with Pete Hawley.